Hello and welcome to Idol Rumble, the official K-pop podcast at LobbyRumble.com, where we discuss topics around all things K-pop. We are recording on June 21st, 2023, and we will be recapping the month of May in K-pop. I'm Rob, Editor-in-Chief at Lobby Rumble, and I'm joined by returning guest Royce. Royce, how have you been? Hey Rob, thanks for having me again. Um, I feel like it's been a while since I've been here, so mm-hmm. really glad to be back. Um, I guess like a big major update since the last time we spoke was... <laughs> I got a cat. Um, his name is Felix. Mm. Um, Vincent, who was a previous guest, um, speculates that I named him Felix after um, <laughs> Felix from Stray Kids, but that's not necessarily the case. I thought um, so. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's actually here with me, kind of like watching me um, <laughs> talk to you right now. Mm. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, I've just been busy with work um, and dance. I just finished the dance season, so just lo- looking forward to um enjoying this nice break so i think it's amazing nice i'm i do miss dancing how have you been uh i've been good um just chilling just working uh looking forward towards uh upcoming concerts that may or may not have been announced since uh last month but uh me personally um it's been pretty video game heavy in the month of may Stuff like Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, Diablo 4, and Street Fighter 6. Uh, it doesn't even feel like I have any time to try fitting Final Fantasy 16 into my schedule. But it's a busy, busy, busy month. I definitely heard um, the new Zelda game was like really good. Um, yeah, I'm also like really looking forward to the Final Fantasy 16 release tomorrow. Mm, yeah, it's like, I mean, I finished diablo which has been the big time suck but uh it's just that grind right now that trying to get up to levels even though i'm just waiting for the season content but i am hearing a lot of good things about 16 right now so that's definitely something to put on my uh wish list or watch list uh, to eventually play yeah definitely all right well now it's time for new releases in this section we highlight and talk about some of our favorite releases from the previous month first off i'll list the top five songs from each week according to view count then we'll share our overall favorites of the month. Remember, you can find our weekly catered list on the website. For the week of April 30th, we have Icon with You, Triple S Crystal Eyes with Cherry Talk, Aspo with Welcome to My World, B2B with Wind and Wish, and La Seraphim with Unforgiven. On the week of May 7th, we've got Ive with Wave, One Us with Erase Me, 17 with F My Life, Idol with Allergy, and Aspo with Spicy. For the week of May 14th, we have Miju with Movie Star, Unite with Waterfall, Very Very with Crazy Like That, ATBO with Next to Me, and Idol with Queen Card. For the week of May 21st, we have Card with Icky, La Seraphim with Eve, Psych, and the Bluebeard's Wife, Boy Next Door with One and Only, Dreamcatcher with Bon Voyage, and Enhypen with Bite Me. And finally, we have for the week of May 28th, Horizon with Lovey Dovey, Boy Next Door with Serenade, Six with Save Me Kill Me, AB6 with Loser, and Stray Kids with S-Class. Royce, for the month of May, which would you pick as your favorites? Oh man, I feel like for the month of May, there were definitely a lot of like really, really good releases. But I definitely say I have La Seraphim, Unforgiven, Stray Kids, S-Class, and, and Hyphen um, bite me like on repeat right now. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> mainly. Um, they're like on my workout playlist and they're just kind of like on rotation right now. 
Um, I like the uh, Stray Kids at S class. Um, I, I think I mentioned this before, but I really enjoy listening to their music while at the gym just because, you know, they're super like hype and upbeat uh, type of music. Um, I think the one thing that I find interesting in this song is the tempo change, like right into like the second verse. Uh, the like the, the hip hop like, verse. Yeah. And I think not necessarily in terms of like how it switches like styles, but I think even just the tempo overall, it switches. Then it catches back up again. Like I definitely feel like it's me a while to kind of like get used to it, but I guess it's like um, kind of like ca- uh, catching on to me now. Um, but yeah, I definitely enjoy that. Then um, I think Bite Me, for me, it's like a really catchy song. I like the R&B type of vibe that it has. Um, and I think despite like some people like having issues with the male and female choreography, I, <laughs> I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy how sort of protective uh, fans could get um, if they're like, oh, they're, they're supposed to be like single or whatever like that kind of a mm. ideology it's it's sort of weird but like i mean i could see how i'd probably feel the same if some of my favorite girl groups had like boys uh doing partner choreography with them saw this tiktok video it was like um somebody defending the choreography for bite me by showing examples of gen one and gen two oh, yeah, like yeah. k-pop choreography that were like even more um i don't say worse but more like touchy and feelsy mm-hmm. to just kind of like defend them so i thought it was um pretty funny and interesting i know the, the one that i was mentioning earlier that i saw a tiktok of um of like because the dancers they're they're usually they have like uh face masks on to sort of like hide their and so they're also not sticking out because uh, the one thing is that when they revealed their faces, uh, like from their Instagrams and stuff, they're like, "Oh, I can see why," um, and stuff like that. Like, cause they're all they're all pretty. <laughs> La Seraphim, I sort of like held back because it's just that sort of Western twang, uh, not a vibe that I'm vibing with, but it's a fun song. I feel like La Seraphim is also like one of those groups that it kind of took me a while to guess, warm up, and get used to, but I think. Yeah, I like Unforgiven. Mm. Yeah, like I mean, my current alt uh, in that group, it's it's hard to not like them. But um, <laughs> I think I might be more of a the B side stage a little bit more, just because it's a little bit more uh, catchy in my book. But it, yeah. it's also a fun stage. It's it's funny um, seeing all their uh, TikTok challenges where they're just like mindlessly doing the choreography in like the weirdest situations. But yeah, for my picks, I've got 17 F my life. It's sort of got ticking those boxes. If if you're if you've heard my sort of preferences on the podcast before, it's just that chill vibe. It's sort of reminding me of previous songs like Don't Wanna Cry and Thanks, like mashed together. And I was actually only gonna list that one, but when I was looking at the uh lists again, um Dreamcatcher's Bon Voyage. It, it super grew on me because at first is sort of giving me that like, oh, it's like Dreamcatcher, but just that chorus is just such a bang banger of a song that just the power that they put in the choruses and they're just gorgeous in in the video. Um, and then another one, uh, Jay Park. It's a very Jay Park song, Jay Park video. 
uh, Jay Park Candy featuring Zion T. It's got that. It's got this nice mellow vibe to it. It's it's sort of got that sort of um, just um, grooving along in the club kind of vibe. And hey, uh, one of my girls, you, was uh, chilling in it as like the female lead. I feel like Jay Park is always like a good vibe. Like I feel like his songs. Like I feel like in some ways they sound similar but different but they definitely have like that nice like pop slash r&b type mm. of vibe yeah and then um yeah with like 17 i i definitely like that song too i also really like other songs like from their um their the latest album that they just released i really like april showers mm-hmm. I feel like that also has like a very like nice like chill vibe as well too um but yeah overall i really enjoyed their album nice yeah um being a fake fan over here, I mean, I had time to parse their album to <laughs> just because uh, doing the weekly releases now for the website is just I, I get so drained and uh, listening to songs. I was like, oh, because I just switched over recently from uh, YouTube music to Spotify and they don't have a good import function. So mm. I, I had to like redo my playlist from scratch. So I'm just going artist from artists just like going through their whole catalog again and i haven't had the chance to check out the latest 17 and even some of my favorites i don't have time but yep that's new releases for the week so next up we've got the news segment and we'll share some of our picks for what happened in k-pop for the month first off we've got sm entertainment announces lucas's departure from nct and wavy on May 10th, SM Entertainment announced Lucas's departure from both NTT and Wavy to focus on solo activities. Back in August of 2021, Lucas was caught up in rumors with previous girlfriends leading to a halt in activities. These rumors sort of spread as if he was um, some sort of gold digger. I'm not sure if they ever confirmed that, but... Um, as far as I know, uh, Lucas is still with the company. He just won't be... Um, with these groups anymore. I feel like anytime the idol is, you know, have rumors, you know, with some sort of like scandal, I always feel, I always find it like very like sad, I guess. Um, just because like, you know, it definitely like affects them personally and also like their activities with the, com- uh, with the company. It's almost like regardless whether, you know, the incident is true or not, like it's somehow like, you know, it still affects them greatly. And, I imagine too it's also hard for the rest of the team members so yeah it always sucks when there's always an idol involved in some sort of scandal yeah it does suck uh in general like not just an idol culture but i guess celebrity or maybe even anyone in particular that uh you could get quote-unquote canceled for even just allegations so it's, it's it's hard being um being in the media in this day and age because anyone can just jump up spread these crazy rumors even if they weren't true and that could just end your career it's it's happened with so many groups that it's almost like okay who's gonna be the one picked out of these groups or whatever yeah and i feel like it sucks too because you know like sometimes even when they come out of it like innocent it's like the damage is already done Mm -hmm. So it's like either way, it's like some sort of any any bad rumors will still have some sort of like effect. Yeah, we just hope that he sort of like lands on his feet even because have have they proven anything or is it just 
been like, okay, that this may or may not have happened, but uh, we, we couldn't prove it. So he could maybe go on to start a career again. Yeah, I feel like what I've noticed a lot with the what what happens in the industry whenever something happens with um rumors or as acquisitions, it's almost kind of like just kind of like let it ride out until the next big news comes up, and then everyone just kind of forgets it, and then eventually just kind of moves on. So, yeah, I feel like you know the best thing is really just moving forward, and you know, like you mentioned, you know, just him getting back up on his feet. And you know, just moving on. Yeah, and almost we will always never know what actually happens behind the scenes because maybe they'll they figured it out on, on themselves, and then it's just uh, I guess like you said, like it's just on to the next thing that will mm-hmm. grab everyone's attention. Yeah, definitely. So that was SM Entertainment announces Lucas's departure from NTT and Wavy. Next up, we've got Queendom Puzzle unveils lineup with individual teasers. The first lineup for Queendom Puzzle was previously announced, but Mnet has officially revealed the rest. Overall, there will be 26 contestants, including former CLC's Yen, former Momoland Jui, former BNK48 Fai, Lovely's K, Weekly's Jihan, Sujin, Soon, and Zoa. Cherry Bull is Jiwon, Bora, and Chaden. Triple S is Jiwoo and Soyeon. Ua is Nana and Wuyan. Haiki is Rina and Huiso. Lightsome is Singa. WJ sends Yoram. Purple Kiss is Yuki. Rocket Punch is Suyun, Yonhi, and Juri. AOA is Doha. Wikimiki is Ellie. And former NMB48's Miru. Previously, Mnet confirmed that Yi Cheyan and Labom's Hain will be departing the show. They will still be in the previously filmed premiere. Queen of Puzzle premiered on June 13th. So, Rice, do any of these contestants, do, have you followed them at all or um, have any stakes with any of them, even if you're not watching the show? I definitely feel like the concept of the show is definitely intriguing and, you know, it definitely piqued my interest in wanting to um uh actually see the show um i do remember you mentioning that um kingdom was also like the other show um which 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 is uh originally um came from but i feel like i'd definitely be like interested in like um learning more about the contestants and seeing you know where this ends Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I think I previously told you about the other shows that this spun off from. How, did you ever get to watch them, especially the, uh, I guess, Kingdom Season 2? Did you ever check those out? No, I did not. But I do. I did know that uh, Yorin was in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like pretty much like the, as much knowledge that I had from the previous show. But uh, I've seen like clips. And I think like the performances and the production um look really, really good. Yeah, like even if you don't end up watching the shows, um, because it's usually just sort of like it can be a fabricated drama fest between contestants because that's sort of how these shows are set up, is that even if they do like each other, they sort of have to the editors have to stir up drama 
to mm. to sort of like make it interesting but even if yeah, you could basically just basically reality tv quote <laughs> yeah and that's how like a lot of these like um reality survival shows are is that you gotta make storylines where they where you can even if like you need to direct it in person but um even if not like these shows they always produce these crazy stages like i've always uh sort of i've always suggested people to go back and watch some of like the kingdom stages some of the queendom stages because they're really sure. crazy um even was like kingdom season one where they were all like because it was covid times where it was just the artists in inside theater so they got to do these cool camera angle things but just the stages that they put on in these shows is crazy you have a favorite contestant from the season uh well a lot of these contestants i follow um well i think if i had to choose one i'd probably go with my girl clc's yen because um they did their group sort of did go out with like a any like fireworks yeah they so slowly died down because they're just like sort of mishandled in in the end but um i want to see her sort of like thrive because uh her bandmate from back in the day uh eugen is sort of thriving in in um kepler so hopefully we can see her do that but um have you seen this uh tiktok challenge sound where it's sort of like a r&b version of hype boy no i have not oh are you not are you not very tiktoky <laughs> i am or are you not maybe you're not i have familiar? maybe maybe i have and i just don't know that i've heard it yeah uh so the one thing that surprised everyone because i watched the first or episode zero and episode one and i'm working through two right now but apparently the five from bnk 48 uh she's because um everyone came out um when they were introduced with like a line that they're famous for and that her line was hype boy and everyone's thinking like why is why is she known for hype boy? And when she did her performance, she opened up with that song where it's like the R and B version of uh, uh, New Jeans Hype Boy. That oh, this is the famous song from TikTok. So that was really surprising. But a lot of the solo stages are pretty surprising so far. Um, that it, it's it's a fun watch, even if you just watch the stages. Yeah, and I think what's um, kind of like you were um, mentioning earlier was that it's cool that. Some of these like solo idols have a chance and opportunity to showcase themselves. So unless like you're actually like you know deep diehard like fan of like the individual members, but you know, it gives time for all of them to shine individually. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, and unfortunately, uh that's the thing about these shows is that um you sort of have to like jump through these hoops to like go onto these shows and deal with these challenges, um, to sort of like bring um fame back to your group because usually these kind of shows with like sort of pre-established idols uh these shows are there to sort of like give them a chance to get more recognition for the group so they're usually not as popular artists that it's this is how you get back into the limelight kind of thing so it's Mm. it's an avenue but it sort of sucks that you need to quote-unquote fight for it so that was Queendom Puzzle unveils lineup with individual teasers. 
Next up, we've got Street Woman Fighter confirmed to return with season two. On May 17th, Mnet officially announced that the show will return with a season two. They're aiming to release this sometime in August later this year. The first Street Woman Fighter originally aired in August 2021. It was a competition show between eight of South Korea's female dance crews. This eventually spun off into other shows like Street Dance Girls Fighter, Be Ambitious, and Street Man Fighter. So, so Royce, I know that you're not, you don't super follow like shows like these, but as a dancer, um, what's a way that you think uh, would draw you or anyone else into shows like these? I feel like in general, like as a dancer, like whenever I watch like the K-pop visuals, I'm always like interested in like seeing like the choreography, how it matches with, you know, the performance. And I always really find like, I really enjoy the the details and intricacy of like doing like the formation changes. I've also really enjoyed like hip hop crews like Just Jerk, mm-hmm. who won Bottle Rock I think like twenty sixteen. I think that was the first time I ever like was um in, interested with like um hip hop groups that come from Korea. Um, so yeah, I feel like as a dancer, like you know, I definitely feel like you know, I'd definitely be interested in like watching the show. Um, and I think anyone with the, you know, history with dance um, would find this very entertaining. Yeah, and uh, if you didn't know, uh, Lee Jung from Just Jerk was in the first season of Street Woman Fighter. Uh, oh, yeah, it's crazy. I, I, I'm not sure if she was in that uh, year of Body Rock that uh, you're referring to. Body Rock is a is a hip hop crew dance competition uh that takes place in california and adding on to lee jung being in season one the actual just jerk as a team was on season two um which was pretty cool too but um also dance challenges if you're familiar with uh the hey mama challenge by nose or new thing by we Dem Boys, um, those blew up. I'm not sure if they made it to the States, but they were definitely big in the K-pop community. If you follow any of your favorite K-pop stars. I feel like I, I see, um, I definitely see a lot of like dance challenges on um, TikTok. I've always wanted to do them. I guess technically during the pandemic, I did do one. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I've gone to that point where like oh man tiktok is like making me feel like old because i'm just like i don't know how to use these things <laughs> but i guess like a side like thing that i had this thought um maybe when i have more time is like actually like going on there and just having fun and just doing some of the challenges mm-hmm. um i think even just a dancer like as a dancer just watching them like you know they're some of them they're pretty doable and there's definitely some that are like super like hard um like for instance 17's super dance challenge i'm oh, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is definitely a challenge <laughs> oh yeah no like when i when that video came out i was like oh i don't i don't envy them for ever including this in a set in the concert because it's like a workout pretty much yeah basically it's like a entire production mm-hmm. so yeah so look out for street woman fighter season two uh hopefully in august later this year Next up, we've got some concerts that have been announced. First up, we've got Aspo with Live Tour 2023 Sync Hyperline. And I'll go through the US leg of each 
tour that's happening. First up, on August 13th, they'll be in Los Angeles, California. August 18th, Dallas, Texas. August 22nd, Miami, Florida. And then we've got August 25th in Atlanta, Georgia. August 27th, Washington, D.C. August 30th, Chicago, Illinois. September 2nd in Boston, Massachusetts. And on September 5th in Brooklyn, New York. Next up, we've got In Hypen with the In Hypen World Tour Fate. First up on October 6th, they'll be in Los Angeles. October 10th in Glendale. October 13th, Houston. October 14th, Dallas. October 18th and 19th in Newark. And October 22nd in Chicago. And it looks like as of this recording, they'll have a little bit more to announce. So maybe they'll announce further in the States, but we'll see. Any of these concerts catch your eye? I feel like I'd definitely be interested in hanging out and hyping. Um, I've been casually like listening to them on and off for the past. Well, not on and off, but I've been finding myself consistently listening to them for like the past year or so. Um, but I haven't like fully invested time to really getting to know the members just because I finally just got to know 17 and that was kind of <laughs> a big thing because there's 13 people yeah. in that group. Um, cause yeah, it definitely takes a lot of time, um, you know, getting to know a group. So I feel like they're definitely like on my list. Um, but yeah, I really enjoy their, their music so far. So I feel like I'd definitely be interested. So I did catch a glimpse of Espa last year when they performed at Coachella back in April of 2022. Mm-hmm. I think that was really the first time they really caught my eye. Um, but yeah, they were pretty good live and I like their stage presence. And yeah, I feel like I'd also be interested in seeing them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, if I had to choose one, even though it's all the way in Los Angeles, uh, I'm in NorCal, so it's a little bit, uh, I got to go out the way if I want to go. Um, it, mm-hmm. It'd probably be asked, but I'm not that into them. I just haven't super been into SM groups as as much as I've been into other groups, but my girl Winter, <laughs> I would go just for her. Uh, and the also the only problem is too that um, KCON is the following week, so it's a little bit much to go back and forth. But we'll see. So that is Aspa and Inhypen's World Tours announced. And finally, we've got a pretty big story, probably the biggest of the month, and that is EXO's Baekhyun. Suman and Chen notify SM Entertainment of contract termination on June 1st. EXO members Baekhyun, Suman, and Chen, also known as XOCBX, notified SM Entertainment of their contract termination. This includes or this entails the use of long term contracts and lack of settlement transparency in regards to contracts and payment. Later that day, SM Entertainment responded with their own statement on June 5th, 2023. The three's representation refuted the company's statement. And just recently, on June 19th, 2023, SM Entertainment released a joint statement in regards to their agreement to remain with the company and with EXO. Royce, what do you got to say about all this stuff? Because I know I was a little bit shocked when I saw that like on the Twitter feeds, but um, I'm not super into it. So I like some of their music, but I don't think I have much of a stake to be like completely 
baffled. It's just crazy seeing uh, three members just filing for uh, contract termination. Yeah, I definitely caught buzz on this. And I believe this was like news came shortly after Pi suddenly had to um, uh, go to his enlistment. So, you know, I'm... I like EXO, like I've been a casual listener of theirs, but I wouldn't say like I'm a huge, huge fan. But, you know, I definitely felt for, you know, their people who are a fan of them, just seeing that, you know, high leaving and just kind of like the future of the group. However, and I hope, you know, the fans kind of felt the same way too, but I think at the end, it's, you know, we want, you know, ultimately, like if, know if you're signing a group you know ultimately you want what's best for them sometimes that might even mean like them leaving um you know they're them you know not doing their contracts or terminating their contracts um because at the end of the day you know you have to kind of like support you know what's best for them but i'm glad that they somehow got you know came back to an agreement to maintaining with the company and with the group so I'm sure, you know, fans were <laughs> had a rough month last month, just, you know, with the news going on and with Kai leaving. I think I remember too hearing that they were originally planning on having a comeback um, towards the end of the year. And I think just last month that seemed like that wasn't going to happen. So at least there's some sort of like good news towards the end of it. Yeah, uh, I didn't super read into all of these articles like word for word. I sort of just skimmed it, but I, I was saying things like because if you're familiar with SM groups, they're very very long term. Like uh, even if you're longer than seven years, yeah. All right, like I think it's usually around that, but the way that they do their contracts, it makes it sound you're sort of like in there for like ten years, mm-hmm. like up to like twenty years that i know i've seen like some like concerts and stuff that they've got like some like quote-unquote retired groups still performing and stuff but it's hard to sort of like sign into a company even if it's sm for that long when usually we're used to like oh seven years and then like oh what's gonna happen but usually the way they're in there for a long time that it can be a little bit tiresome, but especially that I saw like some things like, oh, we don't know like how much we're being paid and stuff like that. Like in these like sort of arguments that it, it sounded a little messy, especially with the way that um, how they just wanted to bounce just right away. And I think in general too, like the music industry, like I feel like no matter where you are, it's just sometimes it's just, you know, you can sign yourself into like a really, really bad contract. So, you know, I really applaud them for standing up for themselves. You know, seeing, you know, if they felt any way that, you know, they were being treated or mishandled. You know, they've obviously been with the company long enough to understand, you know, how everything works. And I think it's smart on their part to really reassess their situation and, you know, stand up to what they feel like. Um, you know that they deserve so i applaud them i think it's good for them but yeah so whatever they came up with um it sounds like they're still going to be going because i think i think even while this was 
going on. Uh, they were preparing EXO for a comeback uh, pretty soon. That it is a little messy, but I mean, it sounds like they mutually agreed um, to stay together in the end. But yes, that was EXO's Baekhyun, Suman, and Chen notifying SM Entertainment of contract termination. So before we get to promotions, I'd like to thank you once again for joining me this month, Royce. No, of course. Thanks for having me again. So to close out the show, we've got promotions. Um, you could follow uh, the podcast on social media at Idol Rumble. You could subscribe to the podcast on your preferred podcasting platform. You could help us out with a five-star review on iTunes. Check out my work at LobbyRumble.com. And you can follow me on social media at Robo underscore Latte. Music is brought to you by Kevin McLeod of IncomTech.com. And that'll do it for this month's show. We'll catch you on the next episode of the Idle Rumble podcast. (laughs) 